Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 287 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premiere and longest lasting podcast. Now at a grand total of 287 episodes. Brant, name one that's lasted longer. Go ahead. You you cast a doubt at me with the X button. And we will cast doubt with you later on in the episode. But right now, we want to know why you were uh, perplexed by this longest lasting claim of mine. Name one that's lasted longer. Uh, you got me, sir. I've that's been it. got. We're number one. The Southeast premier video game and longest lasting. We're in 2024. <laughs> It's like a drug or something, then like yeah. a prescription. Longest lasting. Longest long, lasting. Long, long lasting to tack to acting. Long right. long lasting fast acting. Yeah. Go where you sit. Isn't that what you said, Brant? Yeah. <laughs> sit where you go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking gaming and diapers in the pre-show. If you are not ever with us for these hijinks and you only listen to the episode, please join us on Twitch and YouTube. You too can catch this all important um, content. Regarding possibly wearing an adult diaper and playing Warzone and not letting down your teammates in the final circle. That would be key, right? Oh, yeah. Or maybe you still let them down. But hey, oh, there's we're no leakage. Down. We'll talk about that later. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a callback. Good job, Brian. Uh, This weekend news. Tetris has been defeated. I've never beat Tetris before. Miyamoto on his retirement. I would love to swap places and years with him. The new Xbox is here and it's going in the kitchen, question mark. Why would it do that? Does anybody have an Xbox in their kitchen? <laughs> not, that may not be a year. one of the few rooms where there is not an Xbox in this house. You would be the first. I mean, I wouldn't. if it was you, I would. I, you would I be would shocked. Believe, You'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we have your January. Uh, so, I'm sorry. Cesar is going to read your January Game Pass games. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Newsmaster, Brant McKee. What's up? And your resident Game Pass curator and Hello, lore man. master, page master, Cesar Concepcion the second. Hello. Cesar, welcome to the show. We needed you here. I saw Game Pass and I said, you know what? We're 287 episodes in. This is the one yeah. for Cesar. I, I need him. I need him as part of this team. The Voltron that converges together to create no podcast. He has yes. to be here for this one for Game Pass stuff. I can talk about Ass Creed on Game Pass. I don't know. You have highlighted Ass apparently out of the story, and I saw someone open the link. So <laughs> as a shared yeah. document, <laughs> we're all up in there together. Uh, I was looking at what was in there. The first thing I saw ass, was Ass, ass Creed. In. Yeah. Ass Ass In. I need to see what games those are. I actually don't know. Cesar, I'm looking forward to finding out from you personally. Sure. You already called me as soon as they were announced, so you ran them down just for me personally, but now everybody gets to hear them. Yep. I got right off the phone with Phil Spencer. I'm like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you and Phil got a direct line? Yeah. He's like, yeah, man, I'm glad you called me. <laughs> I, was throwing, I was throwing darts on my board to find out what's coming on Game Pass this month, and I got you a list. There it is. I'm ready for you. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, the only individual uh, who they – Phil Spencer looks at the back of their camera on their shelf – is Cesar Concepcion the second? We have him here live now on the show. He's gonna spill the beans from Phil Spencer. I'm gonna be looking at my shelf for days. There's too much stuff that's behind. Right, that's what you comb over and try to figure out what the uh, the new announcement is, or the Xbox streaming stick, or whatever it's gonna be. Mm. The more I play with the new PSP that Brant is uh, denying trying to purchase, 
I know he's trying feverishly. Uh, that oh, Xbox I, I streaming stick. Hard. He's searching real hard. That Xbox streaming stick would have been a really cool thing. Should they have found a partner to package that in, or I'm sure they're gonna Trojan horse that into Roku TV or something down the road, right? Why Trojan horse? A horse, and when you can just buy Roku. Yep. And put uh, Game Pass on it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Roku's uh, Roku's branching out. I saw How does it they, work? They offer um, smart devices, cameras, and doorbells and stuff now. So I haven't seen those. I saw they cut out the middleman and they just have like Roku TVs now. Mm-hmm. I like that Roku interface. I <sighs> like the interface. I feel like the performance is a little bit better on the. I know we talked about it a month or two ago, but Cesar was talking about the Apple TV HDR performance and things like that. And I went back. Yeah, I, I went to Apple TV and never looked back. Plus yeah, I recently games on it. Yeah. Recently, I've had better results with that, and it has a native Steam Link app. I for some yeah. reason had that on one of my Apple TVs. It was can, super, super washed out, but I was like, "Hey, it works." And you can buy the bastard version of a uh, PlayStation Remote Play on there and play it on there too. So. <laughs> what is that one called? Uh, I forgot what it's called, but I think it's like it's five bucks or something like that. It works pretty well. It streams uh, to it connects your PS5 in the house and streams to it. So I'm thinking, I mean, those those options were there before, like Brant's right about the remote play and stuff. But it was the DualSense capability that really got me over with the PlayStation Portal. But the Xbox doesn't need that, right? I know it has haptic triggers, but it's not any sort of, I haven't played anything where it feels like the DualSense does. I mean, you know, you won't get that, but vibration does work on the Steam Deck when you do the remote play through there, so. It does? It does for me when I set up the Project Greenlight on there to do remote mm-hmm. play to my Xbox. It works. Project Greenlight. I think what I was trying to install was not that. Yeah, I'm there's borderline. A, there's a, there's a cloud based. There's a cloud based. Well, look. I installed Edge through the desktop mode. That's just, that's where I got to, and I had so, to do a a registry th- fix. That's that's the Game Pass one, right? It's the cloud yeah. streaming one. Yeah. I, I got tired of going <laughs> into a Starfield, and they're like 35 minute wait to play this and i was like fuck this so what i ended up doing is i downloaded project Greenlight, which is a remote play app i linked it up to my xbox and i just remote into my xbox and play starfield immediately because i just downloaded from game pass and then have to deal with all that bullshit so i didn't know that was a thing i think yeah i think i need to try that instead so I know I, i'm never i'm never my remote games. enough to use... need to remote play like that I, yeah so it works like in the house like i use the playstation portal it, it worked uh so that, how do you think i played um Call of Duty at the time I was supposed to be playing with you guys from a location that required me to be in Atlanta for lunch. I did that through a Steam Deck. Ah, uh, the Georgia Tech football game you went to on yes. Saturday at 12 o'clock. Yes. Exactly. Yep. Outside of the not being I was able the varsity. to talk to you guys. But you went to yeah, the varsity? Of, yeah, varsity was good. I used their Wi-Fi. <laughs> I used their Wi-Fi. So. Their Wi-Fi? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Project Greenlight. I'm glad I brought this up because we need to discuss this later. Yeah. Is it more straightforward than the whole registry fix and Linux crap that I was trying to get running? You have to go into Linux and do an install. Uh, and I mean, so yeah, you, you need a keyboard and mouse, and you just copy paste okay. some code and do the install, and that was it. And then See, you log that, in. It didn't to work your, for me for the streaming thing, the X Cloud streaming. You, then you log in with your your account, and then it just it pulls up a menu where it shows me all my Xboxes that are, has on the network, and there's two of them. One's the X, one's the S, and it says uh, Remote Play Standby, and I just click on it and then remote into it. And then there's a separate page where you can do the the Game Pass Cloud and gaming. I've tried that; it's not as good as an, as the Native Edge. It's like there's a bigger lag, so I don't use it for that. I just use it yeah. for the for the console one. 
So I just, I just, what I end up doing is just downloading the Game Pass games to my console and play that way. Because there's some games that play it fine, yeah. and there's some games that got weird, atrocious wait times. So I just, I said, fuck Starfield's time, one so. of those, like you were saying. It was like 35 minutes, but I was like, fuck this. And I, I, after that, I looked looked online to do a remote play app, and I just did Project Greenlight, and that, and I was that right. at launch, or was that recently that it had the 35 minute wait? That was towards launch. It might okay. be different now because I think that's when they had the around that 10 million concurrent players when they probably had a lot of people playing at the time. So gotcha. Because it's like there's some games that are like that. There's some games that are like oh five minutes, some in instant, and it just all depends on how popular the game is. I just remember I I gotcha. didn't feel like fiddling with it, so I was like, but yeah, it works. It works in the house. It works away from the house. Um, just like uh the new PSP that Brand doesn't Project have. Green light. Yeah, Brand, you have all the other PSPs. Here's one in a neoprene case. I guess friend of the show Jeremy's not here yet. Uh, friend of the show Jeremy recently acquired a PSP 1000 and a couple of good games for it. Highlights being Daxter and Luminous, in my opinion. Okay. And then he was provided a copy uh, by someone on the show uh, of Wipeout Pure and Twisted Metal Head On. Another launch. Apply title. directly to the forehead. <laughs> you can. <laughs> what the? Where does that come from? <laughs> Head on. Apply directly to the forehead. Head on. Apply directly Is that part to the of the forehead. marketing? Yeah. yeah. No, no. You don't remember that stupid, like, headache stick that looked like a giant chapstick thing? Yes, like a yeah. rollerball thing. I think, like I think it is called head on, isn't it? It's just head on. It is head on. Called, yeah. It was called head on. Yeah. Brent, where were you in 2005 when this shit came out, man? You could have you tied that. I was playing the hell in. out of it. That was before influencers and stuff, right? As you sip out of your uh, Stanley Cup. Oh, yeah. Oh, stop that fucking shit, man. <laughs> I had to go pick up Renee's Xbox from Target and sat there for like an extra 45 minutes because they had Stanley Cups behind the fucking railway. The Starbucks? The Starbucks one? I just read an article about, on no. NPR today about the... the I'm talking about... Cups. No, I'm talking about... There was a time I had to pick up something for Renee. And yeah. I was waiting in the railway line. It was like right at Christmas time. And I was sitting there for like almost an hour to pick up this order. And it was like, because 45 people was like, oh, those Stanley Cups for sale? Oh, those Stanley Cups for sale? Oh, those Stanley Cups for sale? I was like, oh, my God, go away man. from the left thing, man. Lailway thing. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not talking about the hockey championship trophy. Lord Stanley's Cup. We're talking about Stanley, the a construction company that makes thermoses and things like that, that for some reason has this viral cup. Was it $45, $50? I just, dude, like I just remember. 80 almost. Brian, how much yeah. did you pay for this? I, I did not pay any. I, the, 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 whole bit, have one. the whole bit that everybody's like the same blew up for us because on Twitter they were showing a video where somebody's car caught on fire and they went back to get their Stanley Cup and it still had ice in it. They're like, oh, still cold. And, and then shit. they bought them a car to replace that yeah. burned out car. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, which was genius from the new, but yeah, that's free marketing. So I just have to burn my house down, <laughs> uh, put some sort of shield around <laughs> my PS5. Be I like, just, hey, I, this whole house burned down, Sony. Because it's like <laughs> the, the whole, the whole bit was like, you know, they, it's like, oh, I had to come back from my cup. <laughs> Everything else was dead. Right, Don't I, I need my cup. Mm-hmm. The whole the house, there. The whole house burnt. There's nothing left. Wait a minute, what's this? Bidadoop. The PS5 works. PS5 lives. There's not even any smoke in the fans. Towards my two terabyte drive. All right. Great intro. We're 30 minutes into this call. Let's get into the news. Why did I do that? I don't know. This comes from Eddie 
Mukooch. Oof, watch your language. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you call me? So, it's a family podcast, man. Eddie, I apologize. It's not a fucking family podcast. <laughs> Get your fucking family out of our news. Uh, Eddie Makooch. Uh, <laughs> that's again better. <laughs> Eddie, we're uh, doing you a disjustice, real, real man. Highbrow sure, humor. Yeah, I'm sure it's Edward, anyways. Yeah. Edward, Edward Makooch from GameSpot.com. It never gets any better. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no coming back from this one. Um, he reports, Eddie does, in a world's first 13-year-old kid beats, in quotes, Tetris. Uh, Tetris, one of the world's, one of the most popular and recognizable games of all time, has finally been beaten, in quotes, again. The person to do it more than 30 years after the game's release, 13-year-old Willis Gibson from Oklahoma. I read the story on NPR, believe it or not. Uh, Gibson uploaded a video of his achievement to YouTube. That is a misquote, because he streams on YouTube quite frequently. And it's quite a sight to behold. He is demonstrably overwhelmed with excitement and astonishment. Um, that is an understatement. Uh, he is speechless and doesn't know what to say. He knew what he was trying to funnel towards. And it is a very emotional moment for this young man. I think it's very cool. Did y'all watch the video? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I sent this article, to, or I sent the NPR article to a couple people. Uh, oh, my God, before saying, I can't feel my fingers. And I don't know why he doesn't, because he has a glove. Do you see his Tetris glove that he uses? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, man, that's awesome. He's got dedicated equipment. Uh, as you can see in the video, Willis reaches level 157. The video labels it as level 18, though. At this point, the game freezes. Willis reached the kill screen, which is the point at which Tetris is no longer playable because it was not designed to reach that level. Uh, I think Pac-Man is like the famous... Is it Pac-Man or Miss Pac-Man that gets to level 256 and then that's its that kill was, screen? Wasn't that the whole bit for Ready Player One? Was that you get the 256 and get it free? That free was to part get the of extra it. Yeah. And then I went to a uh, bar pub thing in Asheville, North Carolina called Level 256. I was like, I, I immediately knew. I was like, I was the Leonardo. Hey, hey, I know what this is. That was fun, man. We could. Never mind. <laughs> You paid $10, you got a bracelet, and you played yeah. as much as you want, and you got to check out the games and play original games on original hardware, and it was uh, pretty cool. And pinball. Cool. Yeah, that, that was so much fun. Uh, Willis reached the kill screen, which is a point at which Tetris is no longer playable because it was not designed to reach that level. Technically speaking, Tetris is unbeatable because it would theoretically go on forever, but Willis believed Willis is believed to have just set a world record. Uh, I know some people or some machines have made it like they've broken. That's how we know that that kill screen exists. And it's like 20 levels before that you max out your score. Like it's, it's Mm -hmm. 999,999 for minutes at a time. Uh, His mother bought him a Retron console and a CRTV and Willis plays about 20 hours of Tetris per week. Ain't bad. We put in at least that amount of time on Warzone. How come we can't break Warzone? I'm ready to break Warzone. <laughs> Let's break it. Warzone's broken me. I just want back-to-backs, man. That's all I care about. Man. You did get a back-to-back. And Brant got a solos and then rubbed it in our face as we sucked ass yeah, the whole rest of it. I mean, when we, when, until, we get, until we get the Jordan one, we get like six of them. I mean, I know he didn't do them back-to-back, but I want the Jordan one. Who did that? Oh, like Michael Jordan. He oh, Michael he Jordan. Didn't, he didn't do all six of them back to back, but I wanted I wanted back to back six of them, Jordan, Jordan style. Or Tom Brady. Six wins. Remember, six I, wins over twenty something years or eighteen Tom, years. Tom Brady, I just remember that um, the NFC East owned them. 
shoot, we're more like the Falcons losing six. Careful, Brant. Careful, Brant. We're under new management. <laughs> we're trying to be under <laughs> to new be management. determined. Yeah, yeah. To be we determined. fired that guy. He sucked. Brant, who who are you? Falcons news is invading you. I'm proud of you. You have some news for us? Do you want to do you want to talk about this? <laughs> no, no. I'm good. You feel good about sports? I, I mean, they exist. They exist. I play blitz. They exist. I play NFL blitz. Uh, Willis is also a professional Tetris competitor. It is one of the United States' most accomplished players. He placed third at the Classic Tetris World Championship in October 2023, and he's gearing up for another event in Waco, Texas. Later this month, Waco, known world-renowned uh, world Tetris headquarters, Waco, Texas. Uh, Willis has earned around $3,000 from competing in Tetris tournaments so far. I do not see this in this article. The most important part that I saw in the uh, NPR article is he dedicated this win, like beating the game, to his dad, who he lost 11 months ago, I think I saw. For a 13-year-old, that was at the bottom of the NPR article. For a 13-year-old boy, that's got to be brutal. So, hearts go out to him. But and then there was some there was some news organization which you can find out yourself. I don't want to mention their name or the person that did it, but uh, they came out and were talking about the story. And about how excited he was, and they're it's like, well, he needs to go outside and do so, do something meaningful because that that's not an accomplishment. That's you know not a good way to spend your life. That's not that's not a milestone. That's not a you know that's not a w- well worth goal. It's like, okay, sure, okay, screw them, whoever that yeah. is, and let them let this young man have his moment in the sun, and let him go on. I was gonna say Letterman, that just <laughs> aged me. Let him get the talk show circuit and interviews and magazines and news articles and everything else. This is a very, very cool thing. Did we ever mention this was the NES version of Tetris specifically? No, I don't think we did. But yes, it is. Hey, bravo to the mom for getting him a Retron and a CRT. That's that's the way to play. And I guess he found a way to hook it up and stream it at the same time. That's the way to go. Very good video. Uh, one of the people that I sent to, uh, we wish this Tetris King. I sent him the article, but another person I sent it to, they were watching the video and I watched them like they're real focused, like waiting for the win. And I said, Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's like 39 minutes in. You got to fast forward. You got to go a long ways in watch this video. Even if you watch like five minutes or so, if that is high level Tetris, those pieces are hauling ass by the end of it. Like I have no clue. No wonder you needed the glove. Those pieces are moving, man. There's like some technique where they like hit the back of the controller really quick in order to help move the pieces and the stuff. It's controller? Like, yeah, it's it's like it, it when you can play on those levels where they move so freaking fast, you are yeah. literally like playing the game completely different than you would normally play the game. Uh, Bwish says MJ's glove helped. <laughs> sparkly, sparkly Tetris MJ glove. Did he also get it as a pre-order for the game from the Ubisoft game? The Michael Jackson experience? <laughs> mm-hmm. Or do you mean, is there a Tetris by Ubisoft published at some point? Tetris they Worlds? 
Was that a like Ubisoft new, game? New Tetris or something like that? Wasn't that one new of the Tetris? Games? I made Tetris Worlds. For some reason, I want to say that's Ubisoft. That they pack made, in? They made several around that time, I think. When they had the license. Remember the seasonal pack-in for the Xbox with uh, Star Wars Clone Wars? I do, yeah. Oh, it's not Ubisoft now that I'm starting to look it up. Tetris Worlds, uh, Radical Entertainment, and THQ. THQ is who I had in mind. THQ. What's that Ubisoft? It's in the game. It's in the game. Tetris Ultimate from Ubisoft. The world's most loved puzzle game arrives on next-gen consoles and is better than ever in Tetris Ultimate. What did that come out on? Uh, Tetris Ultimate is a puzzle video game developed by American studio Soma Play and published by Ubisoft. Uh, 3DS, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PlayStation Vita, and Microsoft Windows, my favorite gaming platform. In... 2014, as of February 2019, Tetris Ultimate has been delisted on all platforms. Let's know. Either the game or its DLC are available digitally. I think I have it on. Is it, did it come on PS3? I think I have it on PS3. Get rid of that Tetris. Uh, because of the release of Tetris, Tetris Ultimate, Electronic Arts removed the PS3 and PlayStation Portable versions of Tetris from the PlayStation Store. I think that one's mm. just called Tetris. Do, 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 do. Can we get the 3DS one off the eShop? No. I went in that th- shop the other day. So There's fucking nothing in there. Yeah. You and I both wandered in there for some reason. I turned on my 3DS. <laughs> make, I, sure, make sure it was good well, to go. Remember I told you that I was looking at those, had those games that had the disc rot issues or the cartridge rot. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was Pokemon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sapphire. If, or something if like you that. don't mind telling that same story again. Yeah. So there's like, a, there's certain games that have what they call cartridge rot. And in that Persona game, was one of them and they reprinted it and that one i know i can confirm happened to me because it was in the collector's edition box i opened it up and pop it in there and it reads nothing and so i got lost in the reddit form and i think the games that were confirmed to have uh what they call cartridge rot was that one the first batch because i bought the second batch when they did the vgp ones for the reprints and that one mm-hmm. was fine i tested that one uh pokemon sapphire no omega red and, and blue sapphire and then uh fire emblem fates it also oh, has uh, that issue so I was like, I had my copy of uh, Pokemon uh, Omega Red, and I was like, well, fuck it. Let me just throw it in here. And the whole reason why I got to the store is because there's a patch for it. And so you can't even go in there and download the patch unless you did it before the store was delisted. So, so Even I was the like, patch I, is not downloadable? Yeah, it's not. You can't. I mean, if you haven't downloaded before. So uh, so I, luckily, when I before they delisted the store, I went in and downloaded every patch for every game there was on there because I didn't know if I was going to buy it at some point. So I just had to go right. in there and find it and re-download it and apply it. So. So you had but, uh, the patch. The patch was in your library of sorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I, I went in there to look at it as like straight shit, and there's nothing. This is uh, not even a thank you for playing. This is a fucking nothing in there. But uh, but yeah, I was in there just testing those games that have issues of uh, dying. So mm. I had a uh, yeah, when I fired up my 3ds. Go ahead. I was just what? saying yet another thing to worry about. Yeah, when I fired up my 3DS, I had a suspended uh, copy of uh, Super Mario Brothers that I was playing. (laughs) Okay, I guess I was playing it on this thing, too. And then when I had it powered up, I was like, this is a pretty good version of Super Mario Brothers. (laughs) Not bad. I was thinking about Urban Champion, the 3D version, but I never bought it. So that's I mean, I can never get a legitimate version of that now. 
the 3D one. I think I bought it. I, I think okay. I went through that phase and bought all those like Nintendo ones. At least I know about those. I know about the Kirby one because I love Kirby's Adventure. I know I got, I got the 3D version of that one. I got too late in my um my uh Japanese 3DS because I never got a chance to buy many in there. So before they did list the store, so because there was a whole bunch of shit in there that was pretty good. Speaking of Japanese 3DSs, I saw one on eBay today, and they're much more affordable than ours. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, or you guys knew this. Are they hackable in the same way? If one were to, how much, how much are they going for on um on uh eBay? How much? I saw a boxed one with three games, not like bottom barrel games, but like decent games. And uh, did I say boxed? It was boxed with yeah. three copies. Yeah, and it was uh, maybe 105 shipped max. Yeah, it's way better. Because uh, I've seen somebody in, like, I think for, like, 150 on Etsy that's doing that. They're taking Japanese 3DSs and already hacking for you. And then it comes with, like, 50 games or something like that, a memory card or something like that around okay. that price, like 150 or 175. So I, I followed them on Etsy because I was looking at it. They have a whole bunch of different versions of it. So I was like, maybe... I'll look at it later. It's not hard to hack them, though, but I'm just lazy. I am also lazy. Uh, maybe send us that link later. Uh, I know Boosh is interested in some old Pokemon games, potentially. Yeah, I think the ones that the, she was selling had all the Pokemon in there. It was like all the Nintendo shit and stuff like that. That would have been key. Yeah, that would have been key. Uh, I ended up on this page. I, I guess we'll go there. It's not quite games acquired, but uh, someone, I was listening to a podcast, and they were doing a review show. So, like, I would like to do this one day. I would like to steal part of this format. They pick an e uh, their former EGM writers and editors, so they'll pick a they'll pick an issue of Electronics Game Monthly. Is that what that was? Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> Ms. Bush is in the chat. Uh, they say I'm here. I was told there would be free pizza. <laughs> Not yet. You gotta you gotta stay to the end for the free pizza. That's the <laughs> you have to stay all the way to the end. All the way to the fuck. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Nor get the pizza. That's why we never supply the pizza because they never do. So they're reading these reviews. They don't. They leave out the game. So, uh, you know, EGM was famous for blank fl- blank fans rejoice. So it might be like RPG or strategy or platforming. And they read the review and they leave out important details like uh, this is the best platformer for Genesis since blank. Uh, the sense of speed, the graphics, the sound. Everything is better than blank gaming kitty. So, the, and then the, they do a, like a, a quiz thing based off of that. But the answer was Xevious 3D. And I was like, what the hell is Xevious 3D? I love Xevious. And that is a PlayStation game. And if you get the US version, it's like $100. And when I searched for that on eBay, I found Xevious 3D, Einhander, Einhander is German. Einhander. Einhander. Um, Omega Boost, and there was two other. It was five total games, Japanese PS One. Um, and it was less than the price of the U.S. version of that one Xevious 3D. <laughs> I almost sent it to y'all because I was like, "Uh, Cesar's time. I'm gonna join you in learning Japanese. It's, it's time. I'm over. I'm over overpaying for this shit." There just don't seem to be that many expensive games. Like the games that are so expensive over here are not in the same category whatsoever. I mean, I think, I think their print runs were higher over there. It's probably why. Or and more people also kept demand. them. They kept them in circulation, maybe. And there's more, you know, there's less demand on that kind of stuff. I mean, I mean, it's cheaper for you to just go over there and just buy stuff in the shop, probably. 
go on. That's how you sound like you have something in mind. Oh, I mean, that's, that's, that's the whole bit. Listen, I just want to play Xevious 3D on the original PlayStation. You can. It apparently was panned in that magazine. Like, the reviews were just kind of so-so. But it's uh nobody talks about it, and I'm a I love Zevius. I had no clue there was a Zevius 3D. The jaw? I don't probably not for PS1. Do you have a copy, Cesar? Looking. It's expensive. Doesn't, doesn't seem familiar because otherwise I've never heard of that. it. I thought Brent said, "Oh yeah," and was reaching for his copy. It was his Days Gone 3D. <laughs> 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 These are my 3D glasses. No, Brent, those are your regular glasses. You're just looking cross-eyed at us now. Uh, someone tell us about Shigeru Miyamoto's retirement. I cannot believe we are dragging out the news. Like we uh, are. It's a good episode. So, Unlike our other ones. Miyamoto has been asked a few times about his retirement. Um, he has been asked recently since he's he is like, now... Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. At the age of 71, he is now around retirement age of... Um, for average uh, employee of uh, somebody over in Japan, I guess. One, I know, right? Yeah, but I mean, freaking Miyazaki just celebrated like what, eighty-two years old or something. Like that that dude's still going. Eighty-three. He just turned eighty-three like two days and ago. And just won a Golden Globe. Yeah, he, and he's still going. He's already doing his next movie already right now. I thought this was his last movie. Oh, uh, he started his next one already. I thought his last movie was his last movie. He, he retired in twenty thirteen, and then he came back and did this one. So. Have you seen this? Uh, the boy and the heron. Is that the name of it? I don't want to. Yeah, do I it. haven't. I haven't seen it I've yet, seen it. but I've pretty heard yeah. a lot about it. I went to the movie theaters and saw it. it's pretty good. You enjoyed it, Cesar? I did. It's uh, probably one of his more personal ones because it's not based off a book, and he uses a lot of aspects of his personal life. So you see some aspects in there like World War Two and uh, dealing with like it's because it, I think in, in Japan it's like it's Kimi uh, Tachi wa. Uh, Ikiru, it's something else. It's like, how do you live your life is what they call it in Japan. And it's... um. Why do we get the boy and the heron? Because or, I, it's something like that. I might it's because it's marketability, probably. Because, I mean, there's a boy and a heron in there. But it's like, it, it's, it's just dealing with a kid who, in, in World War II, they get bombed up by the Americans, and his mother dies in a hospital. And so his, do- his dad later remarries his aunt, which is his mother's sister. And then they move in with her, and they're building like these little warplanes for the, the Japanese fighters. And he ends up seeing a heron that come down, and like, uh, and they keep telling that his mother is still alive. And so they pull him into this tower where he sees like these different worlds, and, and a chance to see and find his mother. So it's like it's it's pretty good. Oh, because he never got a chance to say goodbye to her. So it was like you know he ran to the hospital yeah. and it was burning down, and he he didn't get there in time. So, was it dubbed or did you did you watch it natively? I saw it subbed, but you, the dub okay. is pretty good. They got a lot of uh, big uh, actors in there for the dub. I mean, Ghibli films have been doing that for what twenty years now, thirty years. Thankfully, I'm trying to remember who was in the dub. They had some big people in there because I think. Oh yeah, it was like Robert Pattinson yeah. and Christian Bale and. Yep. Is there anybody besides a Batman actor <laughs> that played in this uh, movie? Brand? <laughs> Val Kilmer, George Clooney, <laughs> Michael Keaton—it's an ensemble cast. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> so I'm looking. I mean, the AI pretty... version of Adam West. <laughs> Damn. You just named Batman. Soon. <laughs> Too soon, man. Too soon. Uh, yeah, Conroy. Yeah, give him a yeah, give him oh, a chance. Brent. 
You were close. Uh, Mark Hamill's in there. Florence Pugh, William Defoe, <laughs> David. Yeah, Dice. William Defoe. Uh, yeah, William Defoe, uh, Dave Bautista. Yeah. Brant only names Batman. <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. I want to see it. I'm, I really want to see it. Yeah. Or is it one the kids would enjoy? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's there's a part in there where it's like when you go into the towers, like. I don't want to give the whole story away. So you'll see there's some different aspects in there for yeah. this tower. And there's like different ecosystems. And that's, that part's interesting. The whole overall story can be kind of confusing. So it's like, I had to go look online where they said a lot of it, cause it wasn't based off a book or anything. This is one of the ones he didn't do. He based a lot of it, his experience in life and how he was told to go one way and go the other one. And he kind of retranslated in that movie and it makes sense that way. So, so it may take a couple watching to, to look at it and get, get everything in there. But the overall arch is it is very sci-fi esque. It has like aliens in there and stuff like that. It's uh awesome. but it but it's not like um the crystal skull bad with aliens, so <laughs> I hate the crystal skull part. It's I mostly was, just the uh I was cool until they, we got to the alien stuff like there. So I mean that was okay if it was like the monkey swinging, like swinging with the vines and such. Yeah, Have y'all seen the new Indiana Jones? Not yet. No. I haven't either. And we're going to see footage of the new Indiana Jones game in a couple weeks. Yeah. Ten minutes worth. I can't wait for that. Uh, yeah, I, that is something I really want to see. I've heard mixed things about the new movie, so. I kind of want to go in. I've also heard mix. I kind of want to just go in and. Give it a shot. It. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a go and then like maybe watch it with my brother. Maybe watch it with y'all. That'd be fun. And then true Indiana Jones fans, like outside of people who share the same opinions about the lore of Indiana Jones that I do. Oh, man. Third movie's still the best one tomorrow. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. Easily. Last easily. Crusade. Argument can be made for Raiders in most certain people, regards. Most people will still make that argument for Raiders and dismiss what you say. I don't know. It's Last Crusade. Cover your heart. It's Tell Raiders, Temple of Doom is third, and Crystal Skull is fourth. We're all okay with this ranking, right? Yeah. Yes. I, okay. I still like even like the I told I, there's so many good spots in like I mean X marks a spot. Yeah, that, and there, that's a good one. <laughs> the book, that one. <laughs> the lady's like stamping the books in the library. She She's looks looking at, at her stamp. stamp. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Elsa, because what did what did Indy say? He's like he's like X never marks a spot, and he goes yeah X marks a spot. <laughs> That or the the River Phoenix one, where it's like everybody's lost but me. I was like, mm-hmm. that means that means you're lost. <laughs> everybody's lost but me. <laughs> Forgot the River Phoenix part. Yeah. You lost today, kid. That doesn't mean you have to like it. <laughs> He's after that dude. Thirty lost years later. Yeah. yeah. So do you. So do you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, too many times I had to think about it. Mm-mm. I could see that that same transition. Like he puts the hat on young Indy on River Phoenix, and he like looks up, and there's Indy looking up. Yeah, in the rain, he's got that grin. Like you see this grin come yeah. across Harrison Ford's face. He's like, "Oh man, here we go. I'm still after this cross of Coronado." You gave Marcus a diary. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why. Is that why Temple of Doom isn't up there? This is no Marcus Brody. It's a Marcus Brody list film. So was uh, what was his name? Sala was on that one either, right? No, he's not. Sala's in the best Indiana Jones films. 
He's in the new one too. So. He's in the new one. Mm-hmm. We named the dog Indiana. Junior. <laughs> Holy shit! This turned into the Indiana Jones episode, and that will be in the <laughs> Xbox uh, yeah. Developer Direct soon. I love next week. I mentioned twelve uh, or something like that. It's a couple yeah, of days, it's next right? week. Yeah. I mentioned Wolfenstein as one of my favorite games last year. Wolfenstein: The New Order, and I trust anything Machine Games is going to do with that Oof. franchise. You almost had me thinking of Bush, like I'm a machine head. <laughs> Same thing. Same thing. They're going to make a Guitar Hero. It's just a Bush Guitar Hero, made by Machine Games. It's, uh, machine Weesh Head gonna, Games. We just going to play it on stream. We should play yeah. Bush. Uh, as he was checking out my PSP library the other day, he was like, oh, they made a Guitar Hero for the PSP. I was like, it's surprisingly good. <laughs> Same thing with the, yeah. the 2DS one. Not 2DS. It was the regular DS, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Unplugged yeah. for PSP. With that even weird-ass thing. The little attachment. Mm-hmm. All right, Brant, let's finally make it to this Miyamoto story <laughs> at some point. So, speaking to The Guardian, uh, Miyamoto was being interviewed, and the Nintendo director again discussed his future plans uh, about retirement, saying, um, more so than retiring, I'm thinking about the day I fall over. <laughs> Damn. Very macabre. Um, he added, <clears throat> he added uh, in this day and age, uh, you have to think things in five-year spans. Uh, so I think about who I can pass things on to in case something happens. I'm really thankful that there is uh, so much energy around the things uh, I have worked on. Um, there's <laughs> That's such a different concept than like any of us could say, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The things I've created, there's so, so much energy around these major franchises and zeitgeist of pop culture and gaming and movies and everything. Now uh, these things uh, have gone out into the world. They've been cultivated by others uh, other people have been raising them, helping them to grow. So in a sense, I don't feel much ownership over them anymore. Uh, of course, they note in this article um, that he joined out of college in 1977, best known for um, creating uh, some of Nintendo's best-selling franchises, such as uh, Super Mario, Donkey Kong, Legends of Zelda, F-Zero, Pikmin, Star Fox... Uh, in recent years, he's kind of stepped away from his hands-on game development, um, co-producing the Super Mario Bros. movie, uh, along with um, the Illumination founder, Chris-san. Uh, uh, Chris-san. Uh, oh, Chris-on. we got to mention Chris-san in every single one of these uh, directs. Uh, and also overseeing the Super Mario, uh, or Super Mario, the Super Nintendo World theme park attractions. Which are also highly successful. Oh man, some people what just feel differently. What has he got left to do? I don't know. I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be something to think about where you started, and to see everything you've created grown to this point, and now you're not only known nationwide in your country. You're known internationally, worldwide. Right. Everybody knows the things you've put your hands on, you've created, that you've guided. And then now they're even becoming bigger than you thought. Something that started out as a little conceptual drawing for, you know, Nintendo's first, first 
home entertainment console is now a millions and million dollar grossing movie and before <laughs> that continuing like a, they have all these popeye machines and radar scope oh, machines that yeah. they have to adapt let's come up with uh we're gonna call this guy jump man to start right. with and then what out. it turns into from there all right Cesar, Cesar, you have the floor hear me out popeye goes in public domain next year go on so we're what gonna a, get a we're gonna get a popeye uh, horror movie yep Popeye horror movie or a, a game where Popeye fights uh, Steamboat Willie Mickey. Yeah. And murders him. And murders him. <laughs> Holy shit. What do you think of people doing? Every time someone's like, I never see Popeye murder people. Public domain. Popeye's the original one punch man. Kind of is right. Has anybody played that Popeye arcade game? Did y'all get that? I think it's on arcade archives. I don't think so. No, you talking about that one that came out last year? It looks like Bowl. I never played it. I always read about it. Did it come out last year? The Arcade Archives version? Oh, there was like another badly reviewed Popeye game that came out recently. That franchise is kind of gone. I don't know that my kids could name Popeye or Olive Oil or... Bruto. What's the baby's name? I don't know. Bean? I just remember remember Homeboy in there that was like... uh, I'll play you next Tuesday if I can have a hamburger today. <laughs> uh, Wimpy. <laughs> yeah. Name's Wimpy. And Bru- is it Brutus or Bruto? Is it a bad guy? I don't know. They all started with B and ended with O. So. <laughs> public, public domain Popeye. My favorite lore. Are we going to do some content with Popeye? I, I, I promise you as soon as it's January 1st, we're going to see a trailer for a horror film. Where Popeye going around murdering people and Olive Wolves helping them out. Brent, you can finally stream as Popeye, uh, the character. That's pretty good. You're already there. <laughs> Do it, Brent. Are there any other I gotta Popeye? Get my spinach. I mean, because they, because well, what was Robin Williams made the movie, right? So yeah. was there anything coming out around that yeah. time when he made the movie? And that apparently was, was a good portrayal of Popeye. I've seen clips from it. I've never yeah. seen the whole thing. It's pretty funny, man. It's like he's in there. He's like, oh shit! And he's like he he cusses in there and everything when he jumps in the water. It's pretty good. Yeah, I wasn't expected. That sounds like Robin Williams, though. Yeah. Uh, Renee says that would be awesome. Popeye murder Mickey. Wow, Renee. Okay, Renee. He's on board for the Popeye uh, public domain. Public domain cartoon battler. It's just a platforming battler like uh, Smash Brothers. We're in we're in a time where people just like, get excited about what comes in public domain. I think Superman's coming soon. So and who who can kill who in the public domain? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it says Popeye nineteen eighty two nineteen ninety. There's a Popeye nineteen ninety has to be NES, right? Rush uh, for Rush for Spinach in two thousand five. Um, what was that on? Game like Boy Advance. Game. It looks Game like. Boy Advance. Yeah. Richard, go on. You, Richard, go on eBay. Start, start, start bidding oh on these God. games. I want to prove my collection and see how many Popeye games I own. Zero. Popeye uh, Beach Renee. Volleyball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by the the makers of Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. Just when you thought it was safe to go back to the beach. Uh, Renee says he's already seeing a poster of Horror Mickey. I think that's been around for a minute. Yeah, the Steamboat Willie Horror Mickey. There was another one too, right? Wasn't there another Winnie horror? The Winnie the Pooh. That's what it was. Well Blood done, and honey. Yeah, that's what it was. All right, the Xbox is coming to the kitchen. Someone tell me what that is. 
Uh, it's exactly that. It's a brand new uh, to go with that tiny little Xbox Series uh, X mini fridge that you have. This is the Series S uh, toaster. Uh, the uh, it doesn't have a date. Um, so I'm not exactly sure when it will be coming out, but it will be va- available via Walmart, uh, with a retail price of $39.99 US. Uh, achievement unlocked, op- optimal carb experience, reads the device manufacturer description. This appliance will take your kitchen countertop to the next level. The shade selector dial lets you toast your bread, English muffins, frozen waffles, and bagels exactly how you like them every time. Yeah. Everywhere from lightly toasted to dark. You know, kind of like how a toaster should. Um, <laughs> there's really not much <laughs> else to go on. Uh, it says that there's a countdown timer, uh, a six shade setting uh, for your toast. Um, and the toaster will put the Xbox logo on whatever you're toasting. So really it's just another little novelty. Um, I think I saw this pop up last week on, uh, formally Twitter by Wario. And it's just kind of those, what the hell is this moments? But hell, if you're uh, that much of an Xbox fan and you you need an Xbox toaster, let's hope this works better than the uh, aforementioned fridge because apparently that thing did not really do much. And they even made two versions of it, if I remember there, right. Like, there's, there's a better version, yeah. Separate, a... yeah. But they both kind of garbage, though, aren't they? Yeah, one's is bigger than the other, I think. Renee says, "Boo for the toaster" in the chat. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he he's very sour on anything Series S related. Damn, uh, Renee. 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 Renee's a big proponent of uh. He, look, Renee's funny because he he was Nintendo all his life and he's abandoned Nintendo because he does not like the Switch. And then he went to Xboxes and he's always been the big Xbox person. And he's he get get Renee talking about Xboxes. He'll talk about how much they've let him down the last almost ten years. So that's a fair assessment, probably since Xbox One. So he's a big Xbox fan. He wants them to do well, and he's tired of them fudging it up. We all do. I got high hopes for this uh, Indiana Jones game. I want to see some fruition of all these studios they've been buying the past, what, 10 years? Like <laughs> Renee was saying. Yeah. But say it's maybe Bethesda will actually push out a good game. Because, I mean, <laughs> without a queue, without a 30 minute queue. Yeah. Shoot. Starfield kind of. Flubbed Arcane's uh, Redfall. Redfall, Redfall was, was was horribly received. I, I need to go back to Redfall because they they went through and patched the shit out of it. I'm about to say yeah. I've I've heard yeah. it's got a bunch of patches. I'll People that have played it played it and enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, I'll give it a shot. We all got Game Pass. Give it a shot. Let's I go. bought it here. Oh, hold on, I got you. I got you, man. You have a physical copy of Redfall. Oh yeah, I bought it for like five bucks the other day. <laughs> Let's say there's probably the nothing on that disc. It is a coaster. Probably Fancy. a five dollar five dollar box. Fancy coaster. It's a code in a box. Also, uh, like that one also was like brand similar to Halo, right? Also mm-hmm. like brand. I also bought this. 
Oh, no, I have not bought that yet. Persona Trace? Uh, for the audio listeners? What you got? What you got there, Cesar? Oh, actually, no, I have that coming. It just hasn't it came come in. Because my other one came in, too. Burp, 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 burp. Neither of them have come in. What yeah. are they? I don't know. Persona they 3 come in. Portable. Persona 3 Portable. Which is the PSP version of Persona 3? Yes, because we're getting yeah. the remake in like uh, less than two months. Damn. So it's getting on as fast. Twenty twenty four fast approaches. Let me some persona man. Persona three is gonna be rocking and locking. About say next month, yeah, the uh remake comes out. I started that one on PS two. That was the gun one, right? You launch your persona with a mm-hmm. gun. That was a specific by, uh, the, yeah, yeah. pewing. The yes. theme on the theme of that move game was like death. That was the theme of that game, so that was the whole concept of that one. Uh, Cesar, is there any chance it's coming to Xbox Game Pass soon? No, no chance whatsoever. It did not hit the dart on the dartboard, so. Oh, you tried. You yep. and Phil. He, yeah, we'll, he negotiated with Phil yeah. for a very long time, but well, yeah, lost the darts. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens next month. Um, let's see. Coming to Xbox Game Pass. Uh, in lieu of the game you requested. In lieu of the game that I'm requesting, that may or may not come. It just all depends on if it, the cards play out. Brand's favorite uh, part of the show, available today, is Close to the Sun, which I played on PS4, which is a. If you like Bio, if you like Bio, if you like uh, Bioshock, it's basically like Bioshock. So it's the art first, style looks similar. Yeah, it's a first person 1920-esque horror game where you explore a ruined area and try to piece together a story while she looks for her sister. So, uh, if you like a Low budget version of Bioshock, then Close to the Sun will be close. <laughs> Low to budget Bioshock. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean I don't want to put say, that on the box art. Yeah, that's kind of insulting for the people making. I'm sorry. All right, coming soon, which is uh, doesn't matter because this was January 4th. It's already there. It's Hell Let Loose. Squad up, take the battlefields of World War II. Sounds like a you and Russell game. And the ever expanding <laughs> hardcore first person shooter experience at Hell Let Loose. J- I thought this was a VR join, franchise. I'm thinking join of other. Else. Join other players online in epic 100-player battles. I'll fuck around for 100-player battles. That's pretty fun. Sounds like mag. Yeah. Taking mag place too? across a huge to scale, two-scale maps. Huge two-scale maps. Uh, we're working as a team. is a matter of life or death, and the right or wrong decisions can turn into the tide of battle. We'll see you on the front lines. Uh, Let's try this. Let's try this one out. Okay. I mean, I, I've, I've been... Yep. Let's, yeah, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not going to daddle. But uh, then we have uh, the last version of Assassin's Creed Valhalla before the Mirage came out, which is uh, the Viking one. It's now playable on Game Pass, which I think all three of them are now of this last current gen outside of Mirage. What is that? Mm-hmm. Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. Valhalla. Yeah, which is this one here, which is the the heavy RPG one, hour sync ones that... I played Origins because it was only like 35 hours, but when Odyssey came out and it was like 200 hours to 200 hours to experience the whole game, I think friend of the show Michael went through it all. I could not. Uh, Hundred plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he enjoyed the hell of it, but I, was, I just no. I'm sorry. The content's so great. Like, yeah. I don't know about that, dude. It's a lot of grinding, man, and, and I'm right. sure somebody will come in there like, no, no. Oh yeah, my Japanese. Uh, You're playing it wrong. My Japanese uh, Gears of War should be here this week. Uh, but oh, uh, <laughs> I was about to say, show us. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. It's coming. 
I'm gonna stream it too. Please. Damu. 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 All right. Uh, uh, Figment, uh, which came out today. Uh, it's a action adventure game that invites you to explore a unique, surreal universe filled with music, the humor, and multi layer narrative. Join Dusty, which is a non original name ever, unless it's a, uh, unless it's a Western game. And his ever optimistic friend Piper. All right, this is weird. On a venture, it's like Kongs, Dusty Kong and Piper Kong. Yeah, that are like some kind of Swedish animated special. Uh, oh, wrestlers. Those are both wrestler names, aren't they? Uh, <laughs> Dusty Rhodes and Dusty Rhodes. Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> yep. Different sides of the mind seeking to destroy courage has been lost. And then uh, Richard's soon-to-be game of the year, Super Mega Baseball Four. EA. I uh, haven't played one through three, so I don't know the lore. EA's return to the true form of baseball that nobody else can make. Uh, Super Mega Baseball 4 is coming to soon to PC Game Pass and Ultimate via EA Play. So grab your glove and your bat. It's time to go to yard with the best to ever play the game. Hit, pitch, throw, and slide into home plate with a serious signature combination uh, of arcade-inspired style and immersive gameplay depth. Uh, if only they would have called R- RBI. All right, We Happy Few, which is also a... Low-budget Bioshock. Low-budget Bioshock. <laughs> This Make is a low-budget Bioshock genre. Secret neighbor in there, but uh, making a return to Game Pass library from Compulsion Games. Set in a drug-fueled, retro-futuristic city in alternative 1960s England. I was hoping that Austin Powers would be there, but apparently it's not. <laughs> we Happy Few is an action-adventure game in which you hide, fight, and confirm your way out of an illusional, joy-obsessed world. Um, Resident Evil 2, which we all know and love. It's a big explanatory. Yep. Uh, those who remain, which I think I've played, which is also maybe Bioshock. Bioshock. <laughs> yeah, Bioshock. yeah, yeah. It's like a first-person uh, walk around and you're trying to find the horse thing. Because I've got this on PlayStation Four. I think I played this too. If you like a double A immersive sim yeah. along the veins of uh, Ken Levine's product, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. I just never finished it. As the lights go, I think I've, if we look back in the podcast episodes, I think I've talked about this. It's very familiar. It's something I played probably right in the very beginning when we started. As the lights those go out, the embers. Embers of darkness are stoked in the sleepy town of Dormont. Uh, comfort, confront uncomfortable horrors. Keep your sanity in check and survive the night in this story-driven first-person psychological thriller. All right, we're getting to Brant's uh, meat and potatoes of the show. No. updates. No, Dead. no updates. Dead by Daylight Chucky, available now. Game Pass members save 10% on this purchase. Meet your best new friend to the end, Dead by Daylight Chucky. Brings an iconic horror legend to the fog with a new killer, the good guy, Chucky. <laughs> Purchasing this add-on unlocks an exclusive charm good guys box. Want to play? I used to, have, I used to have one of those uh, those uh, those dolls from the 80s. And I remember after watching oh, Child's gosh. Play, I threw that shit in the drawer and never touched it again. Um, I forgot what they called Damn. them. But it, it looked like a good guys doll. It looked just like them. And when they made that movie, the horror movie, they based it off that toy. Man, I got fucked over. But uh, outside of that... What was it? What was the name of the toy? <sighs> it wasn't Chucky something? No, it was it was Chucky Jason, man. Chucky Jason. It, it, it looked just like fun, fun. same it, red hair and uh, crazy wild was, eyes and I, I gotta. It's gonna take too long for me to find it, but I did have something that was adjacent to it. I remember that robbing my sleep because uh, I remember when I was in Houston. I was like three years old. I used to throw that shit away. Low budget, uh, low budget Chucky. Yeah, made by uh, probably. Oshkosh or something like that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> Hello Neighbor, beloved childhood yeah. maker. 
Hello Neighbor 2 anniversary update. Also out of Teddy Ruxin too. All right, outside of that, available now <laughs> to celebrate the recent. I don't know what I popped in my head, but uh, recent anniversary. Hello Neighbor what are my Two. Nightmares? There is a new free update to check out. I remember watching the cartoon as well. It wasn't that bad. Visit the whole new area, the forest located in the outskirts of Ravenbrook. Explore the church and adjoining graveyards, only renowned landmark and popular destination for town folks. Are we sticking with mm-hmm. the Teddy Ruxpin lore in the middle of the story? Absolutely. Now Ben and nearly where. Uh, recent reports of a strange cloak. I have the tape still. A figure seen lurking through the woods are probably completely unfounded as you're brave enough to find it. One at summer uh, camp ran out of batteries and I thought he was dying. They all sound like <laughs> exactly what happened. Yeah. I was like, he's dying. No, Teddy Ruxpin. Just secretly worship Satan. See no, these. <laughs> playing Beatles tapes backwards. <laughs> they have murder babies on them. All right, uh, see you thieves season ten, available now. Uh, continues season. See these season ten continues with the arrival of a new way to sell. Enjoy playing safer seas mode at your own pace, along alone or with a crew of friends, immersing yourself in the adventures without interruption. How's there been ten seasons of that already? We were I don't just know, playing man. the the alpha. Uh, there's yeah. rumors that it might be going multi-platform. Yeah. Was it Switch what? or PS5 they were talking about? Mm, no, nobody knows. I think the rumor was, what was it, Steven Totello? He said that he couldn't comment on it. He said at some point they looked at it. They looked at it. He couldn't confirm if that was way back then, if they're still doing it, if it's still in the books. He just heard it from somebody that they looked at it. So, And he said it was a while back. So he said there's. he just reported on like it was a thought at some point. It doesn't mean it, it could have been they like, yeah, we're not going to do it. And they yeah. gave up on it like a couple of years back, you know. Uh, It was that and Hi-Fi Rush everybody's bitching about. Um, yeah. Man, put Hi-Fi Rush on everything. I mean, it makes sense. To me, it makes sense. I mean, you get more people to like, hey, I'll play another Hi-Fi Rush. I'll get the next one on Xbox. It's on there first. I need to get it for Steam and support it. I did. It's good. All right. Bring it in. Ultimate Game Pass. Ultimate, Ultimate, uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate Perk. See if these Nightshine Parrot. Pack. I don't know if I've ever read any of these. <laughs> wow. Parrot pack. This Night segment gets jacket, better and better. Parrot sales, Nightshine Parrot figurehead, <laughs> Parrot hat, Nightshine Parrot cutlass, as well as 10,000 gold to spend in game. Uh, Brent's favorite part of the show, leaving soon. January 5th, Grand Theft Auto 5. I felt like it just came back. <laughs> it came on the back. PlayStation, I think. Yeah, it, just it, came up yeah it just got dropped oh, into okay. PlayStations. That's what it is. They can't be at the both place at the same time. I think they had that little window from the 15th of December till January 5th that Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. V was in both places at once. But uh, you know the rules. You can't. Great game. Yeah. Uh, January 15th, you have Garden Story. You have MotoGP 22, Persona 4, and Persona 3 Portable. I guess if you play Persona two 4 big ones. starting today and play nonstop, you might be able to get it done. Maybe. Maybe. And that, as it says in this article, wraps everything up. This was brought to you by Xbox Wire from Megan Spur. And not Major Nelson. Not Major Nelson. He's gone. I think he's working somewhere else now, right? Didn't he just get a new job? Did he? I feel like I I haven't seen that. Yeah, he's working as an advisor for some company or something like that. Because he was doing doing like like those uh, Amazon... Marketplace deals where he was like listening to deals on there. He had they affiliate were, links. Yeah, and people gave him shit for the PlayStation <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, they're like, why would you put a PS5 there? He's like, he's making money off affiliate. Damn it, he's making money. He's uh, got so many. He's got so many followers. Like, why the bills. You? I forgot where it said he was going, but somebody had, it had said somewhere where he was uh, going somewhere. I don't remember what it was, but 
We don't have to wait on me. We can continue to go. Let's go into games played. I'm going to start with a little uh, games acquired. I'll do some show and tell. The uh, I've mentioned in the past couple episodes. All right, so I'm on a big NES kick, right? Original Nintendo. Yes. And I've mentioned there's a uh, kind of a localish game store. And I'll pop in there. Uh, all this is spurred by Jeff Gersman's Rank the NES series that he's doing, where he plays every NES game in the library. He's doing so on a mister, by the way. But uh, as I see, there, I thought I had uh, like a full grasp on this library. There's 677 games, I think. But I'm just discovering so much. Like everybody knows Mario Brothers 3 and Kirby's Adventure and Tetris and Legend of Zelda, uh, Contra. Like these are these are household names for the NES, right? But he's he's going through these objectively for science, and and it's his science. He's objectively ranking these. And as I watch these videos, he does like five or six a week, and I'll see some games. And it's like there's pure trash on the NES. It's no different than the shovelware that would come to the Wii and the PS2 and whatever the most successful console is in that era. It seems like it draws garbage. And even though it had the Nintendo seal of quality, that means jack shit. So <laughs> it still would get published and sold. So uh, there's a game store that's local and their prices are comparable to eBay's. And that's kind of all I really require, because I could just sit on my couch and order something, or I can go to a small local business and get something along the same lines. I don't mind paying them a little bit more here and there if I have to, but uh, convenience is key. Also, if you're if you're getting these in mass, and I got I got a ton of NES games years and years ago. Like I said, I thought I had this library pretty nailed down. I even uh, a friend of the show Boosh helped me uh, alphabetize them. I've never alphabetized them on my shelf. And I was like, I can do this, and I'll just fill in these spaces because I'll just get a flashcard. I'll never buy some. I'll never buy more games for this system. I'm I'm good. And then through the series, it's like, man, okay, that one's only like five bucks. This one's eight bucks, and then man. it just it, it spirals from there. What's that, Cesar? Man, you didn't have Tiny Toons, man. I did not have Tiny Toons. That's a good ass video game. And I think I played that over the past, probably over the before like our game of the year podcast and stuff like that. And it's very good. I want to go back to it. That is a good ass platformer, uh, Tiny Toons Adventures. But this most recent haul, um, I guess where I'm getting at with the small video game store is they are now letting me in the back of the store. And I can now inspect Ooh. cartridges as they come in. Like, hey, you're just looking for so-and-so and so-and-so. We probably don't have it out here. Just come back here. Like, I'm going behind the counter, like into the back stock, all that stuff. Like, are you sure, you know, you you want me to look from here? That sort of thing. It's like, nah, come just look through whatever, whatever you want to. And I was like, okay, now this is like... Bean like potatoes, two, bean potatoes. There's you've like 200 the back circle. there now. What's that? said, so you've reached the inner circle. I'm there, man. I'm in. He doesn't know my name, but we're, we're good. We're good now. It's like the reverse cheers. Basically. Nobody knows my name. Uh, so I grabbed a couple based off of things I've seen or not seen. Um, Gersman recently played Spot, like Cool Spot. But it's like... <laughs> I, like I like Cool Spot. It's really good. Spot is very good. It's like an yeah. Othello-based game where you uh, turn over dots on the board. But in Spot, I don't have Spot. I'm doing a whole bit for Spot, but I don't have Spot. Spot, like, jumps over. There's these really cool animations where he jumps over the... So think of a... Well, like a, a 10 by 10 board, a grid maybe. And as you put dots down, uh, if you put it next to an opponent's dot, it turns the color. 
And so in the in spot, you're like jumping across and it has all these animations and cool stuff. But it's kind of based off Othello or Cesar's uh, favorite um, Shakespearean work. And I realized when I got home, this is a game by Acclaim. Uh, Acclaim for our generation was synonymous with this game sucks ass completely. <laughs> and I bought there's two Acclaim games in the stack that I got. <laughs> There's, um, yeah, there's there's two names that you usually would see and know it's not going to be a good game, and that was Acclaim, uh, especially the NES era. It was, uh, what was it, L, the LJN? LJN, yeah. yeah. Was like the, the one rainbow that was, logo. Yeah. Ooh, those are some stickers. You saw that, you were like, ooh. Uh, the other game acquired is 3D World Runner, and I have not played this one. This is another Acclaim title, and it... So imagine like the Sonic, was it Sonic 2 and Sonic 3 had the bonus levels where you would like go across this pseudo 3D mapping and like try to pick up these dots and stuff. This is very similar to that on NES hardware. Okay. And it's it's very impressive. I haven't played it, but the video that I was watching, uh, very impressive for what it was pulling off. Good platforming. You'd see a pit in, uh, in front of you and you'd have to scale across it, that sort of thing. Uh, I have not played this one yet. This is Capcom's Trojan. This was $10. As shown by the label. It looks like almost uh, a mono-type artwork on there. It's not the usual Capcom Bizarro Mega Man-style uh, artwork. Uh, I haven't tried that one yet. It's a, like a left-to-right side-scrolling platformer. Uh, I'm almost done, I promise. This might be snooze-inducing for the younger individuals. This is, this was $5. This is how laboratories rollerball. This is an extremely competent pinball game made by how laboratories. I haven't done a ton of research, but I would imagine that Iwata had something to do with this title. He was kind of like Hal's guru programmer at the time before taking on the uh, bigger role with Nintendo and eventually being the president. And last but not least, the game I was actually hunting is Dragon Spirit, the New Legend. And this is a Namco vertical shooter akin to Azevius or Blazing Lasers by Compile or Gunak by Compile or what is our other one? There's one more. It's another Knack, Gunak, something, something like that. Anyways. Back in the day, so when I would get these NES cartridges in late 90s, early 2000s, I hated the stickers, right? And you got, you, I'll see if you see what you guys think about this. Like, that label shouldn't be on there. That's on my cartridge. And then there's also one on this backside uh, here. Yeah. But that's a sticker for Future Force Video from 18 West Burnside Avenue in the Bronx, New York. And this is their, it's got their phone number and everything. This is a rental sticker from a New York game company so like mm -hmm. what is the story behind i'm not taking this off what is yeah. the story behind where this came mm -hmm. from there's almost a an eph ephemera is not the right term but there's almost like a lore behind the story behind where this came from maybe that shop meant something to somebody at some point and it's, there's also it's like my uh i believe it's my jet force gemini it was um, a blockbuster copy right? it's a blockbuster one yeah so i mean that's blockbuster is is gone. There's like one store in the U.S. So no, I'm not gonna. And it is in Bend, Oregon. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take that off. That's. I have fond memories of the Blockbuster. 
It's so cool, but it, for collectors, like that used to be, this was a blemish. To oh yeah, that was the but, like. Oh, I gotta get that off of there. Yeah, and when he showed me, he's like, oh, "There's a label on it. I'm sorry." And there's one on the back too, and I was like, "I don't know. I think I'll. I'm gonna keep that. I think that's pretty cool because I can't buy a game from Future Force Video on West Burnside Avenue, Bronx, New York, ten four five three zip code if they still exist. Mm-hmm. And there's another one on the back. It says uh, VHS category, Nintendo games, Dragon Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I played a little bit of this one. It is a simplistic vertical shooter, um, which for the NES is relieving to actually pop in something and play something you could beat in maybe a sitting and not agonize over or have to put a code in or leave your Nintendo turned on for days. Um, the power-ups exhibit themselves like, uh, so if you think of blazing lasers, like maybe you'll get, or Contra, you know, you'll get a shotgun spray. So all of a sudden it, it sprays out wider. Uh, they exhibit themselves on Dragon Spirit as like extra dragon heads, or maybe you get too many dragons to the side of you that are helping you shoot. It's just, it's awesome. If you like, or Superstar Soldier was the other game I'm trying to think of, Hudson Soft. If you like those type games, this is excellent. And it's, you do not have to spend $15 at your local Nintendo uh, retro game store. It is on Arcade Archives for PS4 and Switch for $7.99. And, uh, I haven't played that version specifically, but I highly recommend Dragon Spirit, the new legend. It's so much it's so much fun and it's good. You know, when you play a game and it just has, whether it's new or old, within probably five, eight minutes, you know like this is a this is a well made game. This is a good game. It may not be the greatest game of all time. It's not a shite game. But it's uh this is a well crafted game. It may not be for me all the way through, but I could see where people would would definitely enjoy this. Uh, on the PlayStation Portal front, I downloaded two RPGs. I'm getting cocky, come uh, fresh off my victory in Final Fantasy 16. Uh, I've got Final Fantasy 10 that I've started again. Uh, the only important note there is that I, on this show, I was playing on the Vita, my last playthrough attempt. And Cesar joked when I imported the Asia version because it has both games on cart. You don't get 10 and then a download voucher for 10.2. Uh, so I was like, well, when you want to play it again or you want to play 10-2, you just play it on the Switch. And since then, I've bought this game on the new PSP, which didn't exist at the time, as well as the Steam Deck, which didn't exist at the time. So it's just funny to me. Um, games are changing all the time. How do I play this? When do I play this? Uh, you, you don't know. Like, I hadn't planned to eventually play this on this thing that streams from my PS5. There was no PS5 at the time. And it's fun how the how the times just change and things are not accessible and it's fun when they are accessible, right? Uh, the other RPG I fired up is Rogue Galaxy, Factor 5's follow up from Dragon yep. Quest Eight for the PS2. Did you play any Rogue Galaxy, either of you guys? Way back in the day, Mm-mm. starring Jaster Rogue. <clears throat> it's an action rpg but a little bit of turn-based stuff like you can't just go in there swinging almost like secret of mana didn't secret of mana have an energy meter where you can't just like swing 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 it'll like he'll like eventually get tired Uh, like a stamina thing like oh yeah yeah. yep stamina and so jaster will get tired i died twice in the opening area just i was trying to brute force like i could do this the i guess final fantasy 16 brain and it didn't work uh look up this game if y'all haven't checked it out it's cell shaded it's a PS2 game that you can play on PS4 slash 5, which I've learned to really appreciate those that are available instead of um, the locked out PS3 games or 
I've mentioned before, you can't play Sly Cooper. You can't play the Ratchet and Clank games on because uh, they're trying to stream to the PlayStation Portal. You can stream them on PS5 natively. Um, it's it's just different. I wanted to go into an RPG that I missed out on that I could go in blind. I'm essentially blind on this. And you start off. It's kind of tropey. You're a young man in a village, and a beast attacks, and you're also longing to get off this um, desert area where you are. But the art style is really, really cool. Uh, the main character starts off, uh, Jaster, he starts off riding this antelope-looking thing, but it also has, like, a bone architecture on his head and stuff. It just... it's It's got a really neat art style to it. If y'all haven't checked this one out, it's it's always, like, 8 to $10 on PS4 or PS5. Yeah, it's the same level five. Yeah, Dragon Quest Eight. Yeah, still shadedness. This was their follow up to that. Uh, it took three more years in Dragon Quest Eight, I think it said, and like fifty more people. Um, and I read that Sony and Level Five were hoping this would like jump into the pantheon of like Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy, and it just it didn't take off at the time. Um, I know a friend of the show, Terrence, is a fan because I found the strategy guide years ago on eBay. And I reached out to this eBay seller, and I was like, and they were close. I saw they were in Georgia, and I was like, uh, is there any way maybe we could arrange to, like, pick this up, that sort of thing? And they reached back out, put my name in there, and they reached back out to me, and it's like, hey, I used to work with you at EB Games in Morrow, Georgia. I was like, holy hell, this is a small world. Yeah, good old Terrence. Yep, and uh, Terrence and I, I think uh, Cesar also is friends with him on both Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah. He's been playing the shit out of God of War Ragnarok recently. Is he really? Yeah, ever since they announced that new uh, roguelike mode. Terrence was a fantastic person and a fantastic employee. He single-handedly picked up Bully for PS2 as, like, the flag that we were going to fly for our store and got all these pre-orders for Bully <laughs> on PS2. <laughs> he was a big proponent for that, and he was into niche RPGs like Cesar was. I think that was, like, was slash is at that time for me. So I think that was, like, a an influence on, on my taste and stuff I was exposed to and stuff like that at that time. Uh, we played some Warzone to various results. Uh, we also dipped back into Halo Infinite to various results, to various results. <laughs> I'll let you guys, I've spoken enough. I'll let you guys touch on both of those experiences. I have nothing to add except disappointing second places on I Warzone. Mean, we got to win on, on um, Warzone before we did the Halo stuff, so it just Halos is no fun with that big team battle, man. It's like give or take. Sometimes you get a good match, and sometimes it's, everybody's in a fucking. Scorpion. It's the it's the vehicles, right? Mm. Like we want to yeah. play. Don't give us this big team battle snipers. Yeah. Okay, we probably wouldn't have picked snipers, but we'll have fun. With it. <laughs> I, I don't also, like snipers, but I have more fun with snipers because it was a great equalizer to anybody who did jump in the vehicles. Like yeah. So you like, could at least, yeah, that's a bad example. We snipers, would, I hate snipers because I'm not good at it, but I would rather play that all night long versus capture the flag when everybody in the opposite team, there's two scorpions out and they're in wasps and we can't do anything because we're out, we're out vehicle at that point because we, as soon as we spawn, we're dying. So we streamed on like a Thursday or Friday and uh, Bush was in the chat and he was like, well, is Halo back? Are we doing, are we doing Halo? Yeah. I got to update Halo. We had a and great like, time Yeah, we're having, we're yeah. having so much yeah. fun. It's great. I think we got Brant to download it based off that. Is, and is, is after it, we played. Is a friend of the show, Dale? He wasn't there for Saturday night. Was it Dale that made the difference? He got on there Friday. Yeah. And it was a he way got better on there time. Friday. But I think we were playing mostly 4v4. 
We did a couple. We, we did a, a couple. Team yeah, we did a big, big team at the end, but at least we won those ones. I don't think we 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 lost like one big team probably. Is that what it was? Is that what, was it? Winning and losing was the difference. I mean, we didn't have to do. It was just the vehicle vehicles. Bullshit. It's a the vehicle vehicles bullshit. Suck, I mean, we man. still we still won the some of those games on Saturday, but yeah. I mean, honestly, I just I did not have fun. It, those vehicles win or, were just win or lose, and you can horrible. go one and you can go one and ten in Halo with, especially with big team battle. You'll get some kills. You have some good pushes left and right. But when the vehicles are just mowing you down like out of the sky, you just explode. It's that's that part is not fun. Yeah, and it's like they haven't figured that part out yet. I don't mean well. I don't know, man. It's just it's, that or the the bullshit hammers where I can I can kill you with a hammer from here. I can kill you, Richard, at your house when I just swing it down. <laughs> it has that reached that far. And I let y'all know. I feel yeah. like I played a couple rounds, and I was like, "Hey, guys, start swinging the hammers way earlier because they have some sort of mystical throw to them that yeah. just destroys." So, I mean, and we were I, still having jankiness. Like there was two or three batches we played where there was nothing but ambient sound. It, there was no music, yeah. no no nothing. I mean, Warzone has that weird tuneness with the sound being off sometimes too, so I don't know, man. Some I think it's just some of this multiplayer stuff loading everything up. They that seem and... to have fixed some of the audio. Like when we played recently, it doesn't seem yeah. as muted as it was before. But I mean, I, I, haven't, pe- I haven't played damn uh, Infinite in almost a year. Almost a full year, and yeah. that whole like two, three hours we were on. I guess it was about two. Um, I saw the same two maps over and over, and then I saw like two of the newer maps finally. Yeah, and then it was straight back to the old maps. So, and I, I feel like Friday we had so much more variety, and then we yeah. talked everybody into playing Saturday, and it was like, okay, yep, this is what I remember from Halo Infinite. <laughs> I mean, I think Sorry, we need Brent. we need to be able to customize somehow, man. Yeah, we'll start our own shit, man. Then we can make it better. The the play the curated playlist is weird. I don't know. I don't know. And they man. just added they just added shoddy snipes or something like I saw on the Twitter account. There's some yeah. new mode that was added, like today. No, Richard, I'm not playing today. Uh, <laughs> let's go, let's go right now. I'll cut the episode short. No, 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 no. Because I mean, it was bad enough where I mean, I think a friend of the show we had like. Messaged me on on Xbox like you want to go a couple rounds of Warzone and we did that till like two a.m. I had to get the bad taste of a uh, halo out of our mouth. So. It was awful. I was <laughs> I was done. We usually play late Saturday, right? All of yeah. us. So that's our touching on a good point. And I was like, I'm not enjoying games. I'm not enjoying video games right now. Yeah. And that that seemed to be the consensus. But then you guys hit up some Warzone. Were you all successful? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> but I mean, Warzone I always feel like you got a chance, man, because they put a lot yeah. of stuff in there where you can self revive and. I mean, you do face some like God people sometimes. who just like no matter what, right. they'll they'll chase you down and shit. Like I mean, God, let me alone. I'm trying to get away from you, and like they're like, no, nah, I'm hunting your ass down. You know, some people are just sweaty, thirsting. man. Yeah, yeah, sweaty. Yeah, that's it. Sweaty. sweaty. Not thirst people. Like when I'm down, it's like I'm thirsty. Let them come to me. Y'all, y'all get them as a they try to finish me off. But uh, yeah. So I mean, I, I won't I won't take this up for too long because uh, I think the only thing I've really been playing I've been playing a lot of Wild Arms. Um, I saw I, that. I've, I've seen you on that on PlayStation. Yeah, I got like almost 15 hours into it. I've beaten Wild Arms when it came out. When I, I think I played it back in like 1999, when a, a couple years after it first came out, it was like one of the first yeah. games I bought on PlayStation. I've been through it. I never finished two, and then um, sorry, I never sorry, medical thing. Yeah, and I never got far on three. Uh, so I think one 
you start out, and I think what they have is like the the tier for what they've always set on for Wild Arms is you start out as uh, three characters, and you can choose each character how you start out with. Um, I think you can choose Rudy, Jack, or Cecilia, and they all each have a different story, which leads them to integrating to a set story, which brings along the um, storyline. Who has so the mouse? Man, Who has the mouse in the beginning? Handpan. Handpan is a uh, Jack. So Jack starts off in like some uh, ancient cave or something like that. Uh, Elwood Elwood cave, which I guess is like the equivalent of like elves in that timeline. They're like a sophisticated, okay. uh, highly smart uh, uh, race of people who are no longer allow, allow, around. So yeah, Phil Galia was the world, and it's, it's a Western base. It's based off like Westerns. So it's like it's around that timeline. Which I guess would be equivalent of the 1800s. So you have Rudy, which is a, uh, which I think they call a dream chaser, who has a uh, a weapon called an arm, and he's like living in a town. He he doesn't have family, and he's been keeping the fact that he has an arm, which is like a, uh, a overpowerful weapon, uh, hidden. So he ends up having to get like this uh, antidote for somebody who's sick inside the village, and he ends up using his arm to beat the boss in there and exposes his secret to everybody. And then uh, he ends up being shunned by the town because apparently the people who have what they call these weapons of arms is like less than 10% of the population. A lot of people fear it and don't understand it. So after he's forced out of the town and told to leave, uh, and told to leave, he ends up the auto hide. And then from that point, you can switch to different characters. So you get up to this, this save parrot and you're like, all right, change character. So after that, I chose Jack, who is in, in this LWU temple searching for power uh with his uh friend hanpan which is uh like a monster like character he met along the way and so uh who can retrieve items because each one of them has bits that can interact with the outside world and i think rudy's is like a bomb and his is like the mouse it can reach out and grab stuff he was looking for power in this temple and then they were told to go further south he didn't find what he was looking for he i think he got fast draw which was like his secret techniques uh which is like his version of magic and then he goes into the adult hide then you uh, pick up a Cecilia who's in the Abbey, who's learning magic, and you get that she has the name of Aldehyde, which is after the city, and you find out that she's a princess. And so you learn that uh, she was sent there as a child to be raised as a, a summoner or mage um, by the order of the king. He's been there since she was a child, and then she finally graduated and was supposed to return back to the capital. So she ends up going back to the capital, and that's the point where all three of them converge. And so you have this whole bit where you run into Emma, uh, which is a professor uh, who's had some people in the cave that got trapped. And so they, she asked all three of them to team up and go and save these people in the cave. And then you end up on, on Earth and what they call is a golem, which is a lost technology from an old time. So the thing about this game is like you don't really give a lot of backstory. You have to look search for it. So there's like in the Abbey, there's a lot of books on bookshelves. And if you read it, they kind of give you glimpses of what the past was. So like you don't really need it to kind of play the game but it gives you more greater details like at some point you have these uh, spirits called guardians which uh cecilia can talk to who was in a war with monsters i think about a thousand years ago and they were able to seal a monster called mother with uh, these three statues and um so these guardians are talking to, to cecilia that the mother is about to be revived again and so they're asking for her help and so as uh, they go and they get the golem out, they want to experience the fair, which is kind of like Chrono Trigger S. They had this fair where they show these golems that they collected over the year. And then lo and behold, these monsters attack, which they call the Quarter Knights, which is four of them get a quarter. But uh, uh, they attack and they look for uh, Herb. She's got like a tear. 
uh, I forgot what the name of it, that Cecile carries this full magic that she can use to speak to the Guardians, and they need that to awaken Mother. So they threaten the people of that capital. Like, they, if she gave them the tear, she'll say they will leave the capital alone and won't kill everybody. So she gives them the, the tear, and they take it. And this starts on this whole journey of them, like the Guardians is trying to get them, like, all right, you need to protect these three statues because the three statues are broken. It breaks the seal on Mother, and she's revived. And then these characters go throughout the world and they get to different areas where they always seem to be a step behind because each statue eventually gets broken. And lo and behold, Mother is revived. And then it goes in this whole backstory that Mother was a monster that came from another planet in space and just happened to land in their world. And their, her, the Quarter Knights, which are like her children, thought they were just like, all right, so we're just going to live here now, right? This is what we're doing. We're just taking over this world. And she's like, nah, I just like chaos. I just want to kill everybody here and then move on to the next planet. And so that's kind of Genova esque, right? From Final Fantasy yeah. Seven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she just wants to murder everybody there, and, and th- she's just a planet destroyer. She go, she goes, kills a planet, and goes to the next planet. That's all she does. And she was like, I'm, she's going to kill all her children on the way out. She's like, don't worry, you're going to have a front row seat to me. You'll become my food as well. So it, she's a real crazy type villain esque character. Not a good way to go. And so after that, um, the th- the three protagonists they go and. Um, search for a way to they find out that she's in like Antarctica, like their North Pole uh, where she's at. And so they're trying to go around and find a way to get where they're going and located after that and get to her. So and that's where I'm at right now, because I'm at the halfway point. So I'm at the point where I'm starting to awaken other golems because in the in the past that they use the golems to fight the monsters. And right now they're inactive. So I'm going through and trying to find the golems and some of them are already captured and turned evil. So at this point, I'm, I'm going around trying to find the golems, and I, they already lost contact with the Guardians because once the, the statues broke, the Guardians disappeared. But you can still summon them as characters, and they're like summons from like Final, like the Final Fantasy series. They summon these big giant monsters, and they do a big attacks. That's, cool. um, that, that's pretty much all they do right now. So, but the battle system was like a old. It's 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 one of those. It's a really archaic 3D, so it's really blocky. Um, I do think they got a good handle on the filters now because it doesn't look that bad on a high definition TV now. But what they got on there, I mean, I don't think anything will beat a, you know, tube TV for those. But what they got on there, it's fine for what it looks like. It, it, it doesn't make it look weird to the eyes where some of those games sometimes do look. And um, and the battle system is like it's like an ATB base. So it's like the Final Fantasy VI at the time. I mean, it was a step up from like those 2D RPGs. So because you had an overworld map that you can walk anywhere, but it was like fully in 3D type of thing compared to what you went from the Super Nintendo, which was 2D at the time. So, I mean, it might have blown your mind out there, too, to that aspect. But, I mean, because it was different. Um, I feel like a step in the, a newer direction. But, yeah. I mean, if you compared it to, like, the late games in Final Fantasy, like, later on in that PlayStation RPG library, it would be like, eh, I mean, this is right. really... And people people say cool. the same about Beyond the Beyond. Is that one as bad as... Um, Beyond the Beyond the was Camelot made by... Game? was made by the, the the Shining Force team. So Shining Force. Yeah, which is Camelot, like you said, but I think it's the ones that done the Shining Force. So it's like a spiritual successor to Shining Force. So it looks like Shining Force. So it's that like 2D in like the back. Golden, Golden Age, Sun too, right? Golden Sun, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, type S thing. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I liked Beyond the Beyond when it came out. I was just comparing it to the later years of the catalog of the PlayStation. It didn't age well in that whole generation span. Yeah. Uh, but I think it aged better as, as people go back and look at RPGs, I think. Uh, but, Wild um, Arms was one of Russell and I's first uh, PlayStation RPGs, hmm. and that intro is like second to none. Yeah, <laughs> that anime music, intro with the whistling. Music's <laughs> so good, man. Cool. I, the Outer High music, man. I still remember that in there. It's, it's got a good track on that one too. There's a lot of towns in there that have good music music tracks on there. And that one's on the PlayStation Classic, isn't it? 
Didn't Wild Arms make it on there? I think so. I mean, it's mm-hmm. part of the. It's, it's like it's part of the PlayStation Essentials bullshit, whatever. Or you can purchase it, or if you have a, a yeah, license, it's all you a can cart. get it. Yeah. So, because I think Wild Arms one, two, and three are on there. Um, if you wanted to play Alter Code F, if you have other means to play, since it's not a PS2 playable version of it on there yet. That's a remake of the first game where they added some of the characters like Emma and uh, Calamity Jane in there. Like these Alter little Code F. Uh, which is other side characters that you interact with in that game that pretty big. They made them playable characters in Alter Code F. That's the dif- biggest difference. But it's essentially it's a remake of the first game with some additional characters. And Emma and, and Jane were added into the main party in those games. Uh, but, I mean, that was essentially just a remake of the first game. So, uh, Which is weird because Sony has that license. I don't know why they haven't just dropped that in, uh, on those classics. But it's neither here or there. Uh, Bring them but yeah. to us so we can play them on PSP. Yep. So yeah, that's that was pretty much it for me. I mean, I I, I played some uh, another code, the demo because I know the game comes out later. But the I played that much is of it. out. Yeah. yeah. I haven't played that much of it, but I mean, it does a pretty good job of uh, uh recreating the, the 3DS one because I think the big driver for the 3DS one that I've noticed is that you use the stylus to kind of look around this full 3D environment, which was pretty cool at the time on the 3DS. Uh, I find it a little bit clunky on the Switch because it has that same aspect, but it's me doing like inverted controls on the analog sticks to like kind of look at the right direction. And so it does take a second to get adjusted to it, but it, it does a pretty good job of using the engine from the Wii game and importing it and remaking it new into the, from the, the DS game in there. So can you map those touch controls to the other stick or anything or um, L and R maybe? I don't know. I haven't looked at it yet. So I mean, okay. that's just a demo. I was just trying to go through quickly because I think the full game comes out in like 10 days or something like that. So um, it's one of those ones I bought because I'm a huge fan of a uh, trace memory because I, I think I sat there and beat it one sitting when it came out on DS. I ended up playing it like two in the morning. So I got like that one. Hours. I've got that one pre-ordered too because I know yeah. you and a friend of the show Michael are huge fans of the series. Yeah, and I've always, I always loved another Code R, so which we never got when Nintendo was going in that weird phase about whether or not they wanted to keep localizing. Yeah. Why do we get hosed on the Wii generation of localizations? Like we turned into I, the Europe. Like, of yeah, it's other like they, generations. Yeah, because in Europe was the the US <clears> one, remember? Because they brought over Day of Disaster, they brought over Xenoblade, they brought over like everything. Yeah, it was a Project Japan. Rainfall, Xenoblade, yeah. Last Story, Pandora's Tower, Pandora's Tower. But we Sorry. didn't, we didn't, we they got Day of Disaster, which was a monolith game, which we never got over here. So I was like, I had to import that too, because they and then you know they had that they had a preview at E3 one time for over here, and they just never released it. So yeah. So it was like that was like another code was another one. There's so many like Europe exclusive Wii games that they got over there, got localized from Nintendo that we never fucking got. I think Fatal Frame was I think they might have got Fatal Frame over there too. Um, which we never got. The Wii one. So nobody got Project Zero Two, which was the remake of two, but that's neither here or there. <laughs> uh but yeah, that that's it. I mean, that's pretty much it. That's all I've been really messing with. I could get over the brand, so Brand bring uh... us home. Uh, no really games played within the last week. Um, Ooh, play your video games. That's what you I always told to. me with. Play your video games. Uh, but I did get a couple in here uh, that hopefully I'll get to very soon. Games acquired. My first is Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, kind of that return to uh, classic Assassin's oh, Creed. It's good, man. It's really I want to so, get this. I want to pick it up. I don't remember buying the day one edition because I mean I just picked it up because it was on sale for like around thirty bucks. I want to say. And that, you got the one before they took away the DLC, right? I think that's what they're doing with the new. I was about to say, now. yeah, this yeah. this yeah, one it's ported to note that a little. Uh, but 
I've read it's like a 45 minute. Add-on. Yeah, it's got a it's got a bonus quest. Yeah, yeah. As well as uh, hey, man, three lithographs month, so. and a map of Baghdad. So ten bucks is ten bucks. Brent, did you start that yet? No, I have not. Where did you get that from for thirty bucks? Uh, it was on sale on the Amazon, but it may not be on sale anymore. I want to get it. This also dropped to about eleven dollars on Amazon, so I picked up Metal Gear Rising: <laughs> Revengeance for PS3 for the PlayStation Trace. Uh, the very odd Metal Gear Solid uh, hack and slash uh, made by Platinum Games. Um, it's a, just so wacky and crazy, though. That I've never played it that. Winds I did working. Beat two and four. It's like on my list of I need to beat those before I do this. Oh, speaking of Metal Gear, that patch is out that Cesar was talking about a week or two ago. Yep. The fix is the PlayStation version of the game, yep. That CRT filter, amongst other things, for uh, PlayStation, Xbox, and the, they came. It was the earlier PC patch, yeah. Uh, continuing with Metal Gear-esque games, I also did purchase this, uh, I believe, from Video Games Plus. This is a game called Un- Unmetal. I've never heard of Unmetal. Unmetal. And I will read you the little uh, Steam synopsis here. A 2D stealth action adventure that uh, pays homage to the classic, uh, the classics, uh, of course, referring to only one. classic. Yeah, one classic. A classic. Uh, With a healthy dose of humor and satire as you play as Jesse Fox, who is definitely not an elite commando uh, under arrest for a crime he didn't commit and now must escape a covert military base using his wits and fists. Mother base. So Outer this, heaven. This one I've had my eyes on. I've seen some some several reviews on it. It is, uh, like it says, it's 2D based. It's very much um, like classic Metal Gear Solid-esque. Um, uh, it... it it just looks freaking amazing. So unmetal. Uh, and lastly, I got a little piece of hardware. I've been teasing Richard, oh. saying I've got a new uh, portable PlayStation device. This show um, us, show us PlayStation Portal. Circa 1999. This is the uh, SCPH 4000 pocket station. This is the pocket station. Ah, in white. Um, so I know my I, model numbers. I got this yesterday. This, of course, uh, if you are unfamiliar, I've never seen a pocket station is a it's a memory card that is essentially kind of like the VMU's it's for the VMU of the PlayStation. Yeah, for the Dreamcast, where they have a tiny little LCD screen on there. Um, certain games that you would save to this because if you look at the device, there's a screen. There are four face buttons along with like an action button, and then the face lifts up, and you can plug it in to your memory card slot on your PlayStation One or Two. So I I never knew this existed back when I got I, I guess it was my PS2 because I was putting PS1 memory cards into it. 
And I would have third-party PS1 memory cards that would show up as a pocket station. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and then I find out it's this import thing that supported, like, what, Final Fantasy VIII minigame? And yeah, there's a, couple there's other a little Final Fantasy minigame. This oh, has, you, got a, you got a new battery in there. That thing works. Yeah, I threw a, I threw a new battery in there. It's got 11 games, uh, game saves. So I need to uh, get on here and actually see what save files so this person cool. has. I've never even seen one. Yeah, these are favorite. these are neat. Mine's mine's like a it's like see through. Mine's like a see through. I'm about to say yeah, they have they have the white and then they have the clear. Right, I want to say there was a black on one. Pocket station. They're not oh, expensive. Yeah, yeah. they're not, they're expensive. not okay. expensive. You can get them for like less than thirty. Okay, just as a curiosity, I was wondering what the barrier of entry was. I mean, you can barrier, you can probably, find them. Probably to get a good deal, get one with a box though. But I'm about to say this yeah. this one was around i want to say 60 or 70 Pocket but it's station, complete yeah. in box that's all awesome. everything and the box is is very actually pretty minty yeah it's, there's no creases it's there's clean. no dents it's very why do we very not nice get this the playstation was such a huge hit over here why do we not get this that was a th- yeah. it was the end of the generation and they were doing that weird shit we're like eh. Because, I mean, I remember them advertising a lot when I was looking at the PSM magazines because I remember reading about Pocket Station a lot in the games. Yeah. Supported. It just never got anywhere. Because by then, they were all big on PS2 around that time coming out. And they're like... Yeah, but they sold 100 million PS1s. Yeah, when they were like a roll... Not roller derby. Like Derby Station and stuff like that. Japan didn't support like horse games. Derby Stallion. Yeah. I might yeah. be off here. Good but, lord. Uh, but, I mean, you got to remember, like, well, Sony was probably the first ones that actually cared about the previous generation. It made it yeah. easy to just carry the yeah. games over, man. So, because, you know, when people were like, no, this this console's dead to me. We're going, we're going to GameCube. So. Yeah. Cesar, Cesar just sent us a link showing us that Assassin's Creed Mirage is up to $94. No, on... no, no. No, no. Look, look whose version of Assassin's Creed Mirage. There's a name in front of it. Ben Drown's copy? The and heck look, is this? And then look at who's sold by. Okay, yeah. This who's... is not Assassin's Creed Mirage. It's Heat Core's Assassin's Creed Mirage, which is ninety five dollars. Sold by Heat Core. What the Heat heck? Core? What is this? You can pay ninety five dollars or pay fifteen dollars a month for the next six months to get your copy of Assassin's Creed Mirage. Why? <laughs> oh God. I thought it was funny. I sent it to you. Oh, there's a $5 coupon, though. So, you know. $90 instead. I sent, speaking of this uh, scheming that you've uh, sent to us, I sent an offer. I sent an offer in on something, and they replied back. I didn't read the the notes and all that sort of stuff. I was like, this is a pretty good deal. Let me shoot them an offer. And it was like, no, this is a game share thing. We're going to send you, you buy this license and we're going to send you the credentials to sign in on your playstation to play this and i'm like oh no, hell no no i'm not doing this shit oh, shady get a, get a quick way to get banned get a hardware ban yeah oh get a immediate it's like i'm not fucking with this oh it was uh when i was looking at the uncharted collection for steam that was one of the ones the code that's that's a thing right now. It was like ten bucks. Yeah, people like people are offering people are offering that on like I've seen that uh, through like Timu and uh, different uh, other other online places where it's like you pay X amount. Maybe you pay twelve dollars. Maybe you pay fourteen dollars. But it gives you access to like thirty games across however many accounts and. 
it's it's like you click a Google Drive and then get access to this account and sign in on your machine. It's like ah, that's super shady. No thanks. Mm, yeah, I'm out. No interest. All right, Brant. What else did you acquire? That's that's it. That is the uh, bulk of what I acquired. I the end of the acquisitions, and you talked yeah. about your games played. Yep. I did try and check my um, oh, Brand, limited Brand, run. Brant, solo run. I mean, solo win, solo win. Yes, we heard oh, yeah, that. Yeah, we yeah, heard yeah, that yeah. part. Uh, so we did get on yesterday, and I was pre-gaming uh, solo. And While we wait in the freaking lobby. Yeah, you guys jumped Brant in the lobby in. when there was, I think there was like 12 people left. Mm-hmm. So I'm running around. I'm, I'm listening to all this mess go on around me. Um, it's on Vondel. It's, uh, I was in one of the Rataways where, uh, it's one of the four way entry Rataways. Yes. And the circle was closing, um, where you go out and you're in a canal and there's walls on either side of you. There's, you know, big buildings on either side of you. Uh, and that's the area where, like, if we were swimming out of there, we usually you have to swim up and it goes to the right. Like that's the only way it goes. But because of the way the circle was going, I had to swim down that canal a little bit and jump out and, and actually get topside. So I did that. I popped one person and then I'm hearing a bunch of people run above me. And I didn't, I, I wasn't even paying attention to how many people were left. I just kept hearing somebody run and I'm looking up above, and I'm watching the gas close in behind me, and then finally I see somebody come and jump down in front of me. Um, and so I chase him. Uh, we get around like this little market area and start exchanging shots, and then he goes down, and then my character you know, pulls off the mask. I'm like, what, what? And I just start, you know... It, the war zone splashes up. That's when we heard up. the celebration. Like, yeah! That's when we heard so. the celebration. But I was like, was it a kill? Like, what what did he get there? What happened? So there's like, I think he won. (laughs) Otherwise, we'd have heard, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck this game. That's bullshit. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. (laughs) I think we're all trying to to still fill out exactly our our builds and everything on this new season of Warzone. Because everything's a good bit different. I was, uh, on that note, I, I had adopted the cost off in my loadout like i did great with this last season they've nerfed it or something like i've not had luck with my loadout i switched it to an m4 that i kind of threw some stuff on yeah and since then it's like okay i actually want my loadout now it's got all good shit in there and i still got to work on the um cesar had talked about like getting to level 44 to get the the perk where they you can tell when somebody has seen you that sort of thing i've got to assign that sort of stuff to my loadout and start yeah i'm I'm working on that one i think think it unlocks at level 47 and i'm like 42 or 43 pretty sure i'm like 72 yeah i thought about sitting on 69 for a while but i kept playing and leveled up what is that called was that perk sessor i noticed or something like notice i notice i notice that sounds right yeah yeah it's gonna take the place of the uh, perk right now where i've got like anytime i'm near an enemy explosive i just hear beep 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 in you my ear you used one for us though the, yeah. the other day yeah you're like i don't I, I don't understand but I, I knew that was there i don't 
Yeah. I was like, I didn't see it. You just walked to it. Yeah. yeah. I think, and I think that one, and I think the the gas mask one, where you run faster in the gas, mm-hmm. that, that saved me. I leave that in there because that saves me so many times because I can get the fuck out of the gas quick. That is extremely helpful. Yeah. That'd be a great one. Yeah, that's it. That's it for us. You guys good? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. See you. Adios. We'll be right back.